Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Be sure to check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. Join the headlines and breaking news telegram group and sign up for our weekly mailouts so we can keep in touch with you. We've got a twofer in this episode. We start with one of my weekly stints on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, broadcast on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks. And then we visit with Chuck Wilder from Talkback on CRN. Joining us from the UndergroundUSA.com website up there in the panhandle of Florida is the one and only Frank Salvato. You are there. You are there. And by the way, there's a whole bunch of people over in a motel, hotel. It's not a motel. It's a hotel next to us from Chicago. I saw them coming in yesterday after the game with their Chicago Bears stuff on, and I don't think they were very happy. I'm gonna I'm gonna say with a giant M E H, meh, because <laughs> until these athletes stop taking knees and promoting Black Lives Matter, I'm boycotting all sports. Well, fortunately, didn't see that at the Bucks game because they laid down the little rule because the veterans got to them early yeah. on. Yeah, good, but, but not good. The, not the not all the other teams, unfortunately. Well, we're going to start the road with a bang here because yesterday on uh, Fox News Sunday, Senator Tim Scott got on there and was warning everybody that President Joe Biden's Build Back Better plan is going to kill the goose that laid the golden eggs and wreck the nation's economic system. Boy, is it! Yeah, it is, and I believe uh, not only is he right. Uh, he's starting to spotlight an ulterior motive being used by the left in this country to align with the World Economic Forum and, and the Great Reset, which is all slated to attack our independent, sovereign economic system to, to make it subservient to an economic system that's run by globalists out of Davos. And, and the model that they want to use and, and this is not me saying it. Go over to the World Economic Forum's website and read about the Great Reset. They're very transparent and overt about this. Mm-hmm. They want to use a stakeholder capitalist model and, and read 
you know, that's that's the Chinese communist capitalist hybrid model where central planning runs everything. Yep. And and it's it's the most disastrous and crippling economic model to free market capitalism that there is. It puts government in association with big corporations in control of everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can't I can't urge people enough to learn about cryptocurrencies enough right now to move away from the centralized kind of economic system that we have. They're going to digitize the dollar. Mm-hmm. When they digitize the dollar, that's going to give the central planners in Washington D.C., the Treasury Department, and the Fed. Mm-hmm. The ability to be able to shut off your money if you don't toe the line. So this is very serious. Everybody must learn about the Great Reset, and you've got to push back as hard as you can. If they succeed in this, you are going to be kneeling at the altar of government from that point forward. Yeah, and something else that people need to understand is we were energy self-sufficient under Donald Trump. The price of gasoline in my backyard on January the 20th of this year was $1.89 a gallon at the pump. Within a week, it was over $2 a gallon. Right now, yesterday, I found it at the uh, Sam's Club for three oh nine a gallon, but... The regular price in most places was three twenty five, three twenty seven, three twenty nine. Some of it was even as high as three thirty nine a gallon. So we get this little nosebleed, if you will, in uh, the Sudan, where um, the military had a coup and took the prime minister out of office and uh, arrested him. And all of a sudden, here goes oil up a dollar twenty six a barrel. West Texas crude, and we don't have anything to do with them. So it's up to eighty three seventy six. Brent crude goes up ninety two cents a barrel to eighty five fifty three. The futures on oil are now standing at ninety six dollars a barrel. Remember, the magic number here is a hundred dollars a barrel. And who have we made happy? Iran. Yeah, and and this is all because of the policies of this administration. Right, all of it. You know, you are absolutely right. The, the we were energy self sufficient. This little skirmish in Sudan wouldn't have made a drop in the bucket a year ago. Yep. We we did we were exporting energy. That's that's how natural resource rich we are in the United States. This is a political bleed that we have. All right, hold that thought, folks. We'll be right back with more with Frank Silvato from the UndergroundUSA.com website. Don't forget, it's all about we, we the people here on this program. Proud to say it. Okay, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. Online at TheAnswerSarasota.com. AM 930, The Answer. All right, Mr. Frank Sabato, UndergroundUSA.com. Welcome back. Mr. Captain. Before we mention a little bit more about oil, I want to mention who it's killing right now, besides the individual and person. It's the independent owner-operator and the professional drivers, the taxi drivers that have this 50-50 revenue split where they got to put 
uh, <clears throat> money uh, into the gas and this, that, and the other. And what used to cost them maybe 20 or 30 or $40 tops is now double that, if not more than that. Yeah, and let's throw in there the, the, the new genre, the gig drivers. And anybody who drives for a living is taking it in the shorts. Yep. You know, with the with the oil prices, and add add to that when you're talking about the independent operators, uh, all of the the different regulations that have been popping up since Biden took office, it, it's a it's a question about do these does this industry survive? I think it's it's forcing they really want to force people into the unionization of everything. You know, so it's uh, being independent is not, uh, they don't want you to be independent. They want you to be controlled by an entity that they control. Union. And I want mm-hmm. people to, yeah, I want people to get very, very familiar with the term central planning because that's what they're doing. They want everything controlled by the federal government via regulation. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to control how everybody moves as they navigate their lives and their and their daily everything daily it, it's very dangerous and the states have to claw back power they have to do it the governors you must start using nullification you know we you were talking about the the oil prices yeah and and how knee-jerk wall street is we we have a skirmish in sudan and wall street gets fickle and, and starts to buckle we really have to stop using Wall Street as an economic indicator about the about the wealth of our, the health of our economy here in the United States. It, it hasn't been that way for a very long time. You know, we, we saw we saw things happen in every administration since the Clintons. You know, something somebody sneezes over in Switzerland mm-hmm. and Wall Street takes a knee. Well. That has nothing to do with Main Street USA. It has everything to do with Wall Street and and the way that multinationals are connected globally, read globalist, mm-hmm. you know. So we have to suffer here because something happens in Sudan? Doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And and people really have to start you know, I mentioned before cryptocurrency in the first in the first uh, segment. People, please educate yourself on this because decentralized economics is going to be our saving grace when when it hits the fan. Yep. Now, here's the other thing: when you take into consideration what's going on here with how things react and all that stuff, people still don't realize what's about to happen to the prices of goods and service. There is so much money that's that's involved in the cost of fuel and the cost of transportation and getting things from point A to point B that unless you do it on a bicycle where you don't actually have any cost other than a kid riding a bike, it's not going to happen. It's going to cost you a fortune to buy some of the items that you're getting right now. And that's why you're seeing, you know, you're walking into grocery stores in the United States of America mm-hmm. and seeing empty shelves. You know, when you're talking about the supply chain, and you have to be talking about fuel, and you have to be talking about truckers, and you have to be talking about uh, the railways and air freight and and cargo ships, you know, that that gallon of milk, a trucker brings that. Yep. Those, those dried goods that are on the shelf, those canned goods, truckers bring that. You know, rail cars bring these things. 
when you talk about things going to going to the the sub market, cattle, mm-hmm. oil, everything, it, it it all depends on transportation. And when your cost of fueling that transportation is going up, you pay for it at the cash register. Mm-hmm. So all of these policies that the Biden administration is putting into place that raise the cost of oil, of of the fuel that moves our transportation, yep. that that makes the makes the supply chain lumber instead of fly. Yeah, it, it's you're all going to pay for it in the end. Yeah. Uh, first of all, good morning to George the Godfather. Good morning to Jeff down in Sarasota. And we just got an email here, message to the show from Fred down in Fort Lauderdale. He said, your guest is right. This is soft fascism, where good little corporations like big airlines and big pharma, big media, and big medical do the work for big government. Yeah, when you get in, when you get into, uh, you know, read liberal fascism, read uh, American Marxism, yeah, you'll get the explanation about why this. I keep calling this administration a fascist administration. It's because their textbook. This is something Mussolini would have congratulated the United States on, just as he congratulated all of the administrations between Wilson and Roosevelt for their fascism. When when big corporations partner with big government to affect regulatory power via the, the, the private sector, that's what's happening. And that's exactly what's happening today. So while they want to call it democratic socialism, which the Nazis were, by the way, yep, which was which was fairly fascist after it got finished being national socialism, yep, you know, you saw what happened with the central planning and the and the centralization of government, the all powerful government. That's what we have now. I'm telling you, Matt, the saving grace for this country at this point in time, it's going to be our governors. Mm-hmm. They need to embrace nullification. If they embrace nullification for federal law that's unconstitutional and overreaching, we could save this country. We just got to figure out how to keep the federal government from affecting pain on the states. And that may mean rerouting how we remit federal income tax. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Now, uh, the National School Boards Association apologized for their letter to the DOJ calling for the investigation of parents as domestic terrorists. Too little, too late? Uh, you know, when you get in the minutiae of this story, there's an acting executive director and a president that didn't even inform the board of that organization that they were sending the letter. That that to me sounds like something that is not only unauthorized but tantamount to a hostile takeover of that organization. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'll give the board of that association grace on this. Those two people, the president and the executive director, should be fired immediately. All righty, my friend. We'll talk to you on Friday. I've got a special guest coming up here, and I look forward to talking to you then. All right, Frank Salvato, UndergroundUSA.com. By the way, stay tuned for Lieutenant General Keith Kellogg. He'll be right with us. We'll be right back. This is Kyle Warren, the Professor of Politics. There's more of the Captain's America Third Watch coming up right after this short break. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi, I'm CJ the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. 
We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN. Hey, let me tell you about my guest, a uh, longtime friend, and it's been a while since he's been on, Mr. Frank Savato, S A L V A T O. He is the executive partner of the Compass Point Group LLC, co host of the Underground USA podcast, heard on uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, all of those, anywhere podcasts are heard. His writing has been recognized by the U.S. House Internal Relations Committee and the Japan Center for Conflict Prevention. His analysis has been published by the American Enterprise Institute, Washington Times, National File, Accuracy in Media, and is nationally syndicated. Uh, Mr. Savato used to appear on O'Reilly all the time on Fox News. He is the author of six monographs examining internal and external threats facing our country. Boy, I remember when we used to get into that. By the way, you can be heard twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program, Salem Broadcasting. And today, a couple of subjects I'm going to try to throw in here real quick. Frank, how are you? Been a while. Yeah, good. How you doing, Mr. Wilder? I'm uh, glad I am, to hear your voice again. Well, I'm only fair to partly cloudy because I've been sick a little bit here and I'm recuperating. And I said, let me get somebody that talks a lot. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I booked you before this all came about on here, but uh, uh, it must have been ESP, whatever that is. I uh, want to try to touch on two of them you did, uh, a latter one here, uh, NSBA board not apprised of domestic terrorist letter that the staff concluded with the White House. Uh, hanky-panky going on here, huh? Oh, it, it's absolutely so. Uh, you know, as this came out, the, the big uproar was that uh, the letter from the from the National School Board Association was supposed to have been an organic thing that arrived at the president's desk in the Department of Justice saying that they wanted parents who were complaining about CRT and gender identity curriculum in the schools to be seen as domestic terrorists for the outrage they were they were exhibiting at the school board meetings. But as the story started to play out, we're realizing that there were people inside the White House talking with an interim executive director and a, a president of day-to-day operations at this organization. Uh, they were colluding to, to see what was supposed to be in the letter, so it landed to advance the agenda of the, of the Biden education department as it were, using the DOJ as, as the heavy hand. And part of the story is that the, the executive board, the board of directors of the National School Board Association, was never briefed on this by the interim executive director of the president before the letter was sent. They've since been backpedaling on this, saying, we didn't authorize this, we didn't like the language in this, we wouldn't have put it that way. And they were—they're disavowing the letter, and and you know the the olive in this martini <laughs> happens to be that two days after the White House received this letter, the Biden administration appointed 
the president from the National School Board Association to a position within the Department of Education. Yeah. So, boy. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of collusive pieces to this story. And it, the overarching angle of all this is that this seems to be the modus operandi with the Biden administration on every subject. You know, they they were screaming the, the left and the, the, the Clintons and then the Bidens and the Obamas. And they were all screaming Russian collusion, Russian collusion, Russian collusion when nothing was there. Well, were they softening the ground? Because there seems to be a lot of collusion in just about everything they do. And this is a perfect example. Wow. I'll tell you. Uh, it is amazing that that how far things have gone, and you know language. When you ca- when you call somebody, you know, uh, refer to them as domestic terrors, mm-hmm. and you're talking about you know parents of school children. Uh, I mean, you got to be careful the way you slam those words around. You know, sometimes you can be right because you know there was a guy named Ed Etzel, I think it was, or something like that. Uh, Ford Motor Company, and he said, are you sure you're going to put the hole in the middle of that uh, car there in the front? And he did. Uh, you know, you have to be careful what you do. Uh, but I'm telling you, it's uh, it's like nobody is driving the ship or Obama's driving the ship, and he's back there laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer that Obama's handlers are, are back in control. They never left Washington, Valerie Jarrett, Eric Holder. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they never left. Um, nice. And one of, one of the things that comes up with this, that the media, because we have a delinquent mainstream media, of course, <clears throat> why don't we ever hear the names of the people who did this? We know the names of the president and the, and the interim executive director from the National School Board Association, but nobody ever reports the names of the people that they colluded with in the White House. Who were the staffers? What were their names? Yeah. Chip, you know, uh, this, this is why we yeah. don't know who's running the ship, because nobody ever talks about the names of the people making the decisions. And most of this came out because of a guy named uh, Chip Slavin, is that right? NSBA's yeah. interim executive director, S-L-A-V-E-N. That's, that's the guy who was, he, along with the, with the president, they were colluding with the people in the White House who were telling them what they wanted in the letter. You know, if it wasn't for a for a FOIA request from a from a watchdog organization that was looking at at the National School Board Association, none of this would have come out. They got the yeah. emails between between uh, the board of directors and the, the interim executive director and the president that outed all of this in its language. So, you know, th- this is why watchdogs are important. You know, if, if we're not looking at these people one hundred percent of the time on everything they do. This is what they try to get away with. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you're, you're messing with the First Amendment. See, I mean, start in the middle if you're going to mess with anything to do, you know, with the amendments. But when you start messing around with the first one, see, that's the most important one. And then they had a really important one they called the Second Amendment was just in case you started messing with the First Amendment. And that was, uh, you <laughs> yep. know, the gun rights. <laughs> but... I don't know what. Where would the school board fall in this? Well, you know, it's it's the education of, of speech, our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's it's the education of our children and a redress of government. You know, when we when parents get up to talk to an elected body that has taxing authority, that is a level of government. 
And, and when they say, we don't want to hear from you, or your criticism is now domestic terrorism, they're, they're directly infringing on, on the people's right, the taxpayers' right, the citizens' right to redress government at that level. So it's a constitutional rights violation, but we don't have a DOJ that's going to take up that, take up that charge. We have a DOJ that's complicit in all of this. They've been politicized, and, and they're being used as a weapon. So well, where do the parents turn? Yeah, because, you know, uh, when you start talking about the critical race theory, uh, and we've been talking about the fact, you know, that here uh, Merrick Garland, his uh, daughter, is married to the guy that has a company which they furnish schools all over the nation with the CRT material. And I understand they're making millions of dollars, so there's a conflict of interest there. But I'm going to tell you, boy, if this was Trump, there would already be impeachment somehow, you know. Oh, they'd they'd be hollering impeachment because Biden let the, the attorney general do this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in any other administration, and I'll even, yeah. I'll even say back to the Clinton administration, the, there would have been a, a, rec, a recusal by the attorney general to even look over this, and somebody would have been appointed to look at the issue. But, you know, one of the biggest things that we've seen in the short time that this administration has been in office is when something like this happens, whether it's Merrick Garland or the people in the White House who colluded with the school board association, nobody seems to have to resign over, over ethical malfeasance. Oh, wow. I'll tell you. You know, from Afghanistan to this, nobody's resigned over anything. It's, uh, I, I guess it's sort of like, you know, well, if you don't say nothing, then nobody's going to know anything. You know, is that their, 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 they think the mainstream media is going to cover up for them so much that nobody's going to know what's going on. But then again, well, it's working. It, nothing's happening to them. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a, a mixture of arrogance, believing that the mainstream media is running interference, and, and really stubborn ideology that does not even consider respecting the rights of the minority. In, in this country, which is exactly yeah. what the government was supposed to be set up to do, is to protect the rights of the minority. You know, they, they, weren't, yeah. they weren't sent to Washington to try to figure out how to tax everything that moves. They were supposed to be guarding the rights of the citizenry, and they're failing miserably at that right now. And, of course, uh, another thing, you, you put out another report uh, telling you, you know, you, you can worry about, you know, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, but you also have to worry about what other countries are doing and how it seems like nothing is phasing. You know, we, it's like if you, if, you know, if you throw enough spitballs, you know, occasionally some of them land. Is that the same? But it seems like all of this stuff coming out, and especially about China, uh, yeah. it, none of it is sticking. And it's probably not sticking on purpose. You know, they got a little guy that, uh, that worked for Hunter Biden, and he gets all the sticky balls off the wall before, you know, Biden has to explain them, I guess. I don't know. But uh, you have a new index highlights China expanding military capabilities and the U.S. decline. Uh, This is from a 2022 index of military strength. So this is like uh, what they're predicting one year from now, right, how we're going to stand? Yeah, this is this is the Heritage Foundation. They do this every year, and they do a very Well, let me ask you real quick, does this include their... uh, a big uh, sonic UFO that they're flying now. 
Yeah, it does. The, the hypersonic missile with nuclear capability that we don't know how to defend against, that was telegraphed yeah. by our leadership. Holy Lord. Well, what's that going to do to your CRT? You won't be able to use it. Yeah, when you when you're when you're all ash, I, I guess none yeah. of it matters, and maybe that's yeah. what they're they're banking on. And it, is it being ignored? I know that Representative Mike Rogers, he's a Republican, Alabama, right? And yeah. uh, you say he's the ranking member of the House Armed Services Committee. Uh, what is he reporting? Well, when you know, there's concern. People, I'm not saying that the entirety of the federal government yeah. is is ignoring the, these warning these warning reports. We have a lot of people on the right side of the aisle who have always been concerned about this, and especially with the way that the military and the Pentagon is being ideologicalized, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, but we don't we don't have the strength to be able to take on a, a global conflict at this point in time because of the way we have our military set up, and you have China. And and one of the reports that I reported on maybe a year back about the Chinese military development, they've outfitted their special forces soldiers with exploding helmets so that these people have no choice but to do what they're told. And if they're captured or or they're being overrun, their leaders can just end them. Push a button. Yeah, this is is the way the Chinese do their military – there is no, we're not taking a, an unlawful order. There is no, we disagree with this, or we're not getting vaccinated. You do it or you die. That's what I'll I'm tell you. Another thing, real quick, Frank, is also you wouldn't want to capture any of them for prisoners. No, you wouldn't, because no. they turn into automatic suicide bombers, a la the kamikazes back in, the, in World War II. Wow. You know, so we've got yeah. we've got to get our heads straight when it comes to the threats on the world stage. Because when you have the World Economic Forum pushing the the Chinese hybrid economy for every nation around the world, that gives the Chinese not only a a foot up militarily because they're pouring money into it because they don't really care about social safety net issues over in China. But they're they're getting command of the global economic system that displaces the United States in a major, major way. And, and you know, when we're worried whether we have uh, enough diversity and whether or not there's there's white supremacy in the ranks of the military and are we diversified enough and do we have enough gender neutral generals and admirals, we're not preparing for war. We're, we're marginalizing our 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 readiness and our capabilities. You know, our military is supposed yeah. to be feared. I don't see them being feared by the Chinese anymore. And I'm going to tell you something, listener. Uh, Frank uh, uh, Frank Savato. Sorry about that. Uh, in this report, and it, it, this is so important, he says there are two mandates that the federal government is tasked with under the Constitution. The first, the protection of the people's rights. That's number one, okay? And second is defense of the nation. Nothing else. To that end, our federal government is failing on both counts. The yeah, protection it, it, of the... It, yeah. They, it's, it's the truth. You know, at every turn, we're seeing our rights being diminished yeah. in deference to a centrally planned government that really doesn't even care whether the state's retain their sovereignty under their own constitutions. And as far as our defense, 
defense of the homeland. Look at the southern okay. border. Look at Boy. China. Look at what we're doing with bringing people here from Afghanistan who haven't been vetted. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see where they're look, where they're executing on either of those cylinders. You know, and look at look at the SEAL team. All right, that's probably our number one, whatever you would call it, underground uh, defense. People that you know can really sneak in there. But if you don't get your vaccine, you're out of here. Really. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. Probably the most uh, healthiest people walking on earth. Frank, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to have you tell the listeners where they can uh, read all of your excellent reports, all right? So uh, I don't have a link for that, I don't think, here on my list, so we'll check that out when we come back. Uh, Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, and we're going to continue in just a moment. Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, with my guest Frank Savato, executive partner at the Compass Point Group LLC, and uh, so many podcasts out there. Is there a way to sign up and get your releases uh, when you when you put out these excellent reports? Absolutely. If you go to undergroundusa.com, there's a uh, there's a link to sign up for a weekly mail out that will cover all of the reports that are produced that week and highlight the podcast that's being featured. Uh, we also have a uh, Telegram group that you can sign up on the, with on the, uh, on the same contact page uh, that will get you uh, headlines that we think are important every day without the Kardashian stuff, because we don't really, <laughs> our, our, our trade isn't about the Kardashian stuff. We're, we're, we're more focused on, oh, I don't know, maybe waking up to a bright white light in the middle of the night that's coming from yeah. China. It's so, not a yeah, underground, undergroundusa.com is where you can find uh, everything we do and, and sign up for what you want. And, and uh, if not, bookmark us and, and, and check us out. All right. Undergroundusa.com. You know, uh, <clears throat> when Frank first started appearing on this show, and this was years and years ago, believe it or not, yeah. uh, you know, we were always talking about the invasion, a possible invasion of America, you know, and by immigration had a lot to play with it. And look, look at everything that's going on now. I mean, wide open border and bringing in uh, everybody from other countries that are going to say, no, we don't like the way you guys run things. You know, we already have the squad, just a perfect example of what can happen, you know. And when they get oh, into Congress, boy, that's when they really start getting a louder bullhorn. Absolutely. We know it used to be just about bodies coming over the border. Yeah. Now we're now are, we're being invaded with foreign ideologies that are actually trying to smother out Americanism, uh, smother out individualism, trying to end capitalism. You know, capitalism's gotten a very bad rap because socialists have been telling us that socialism is the way to go. Well, obviously it's not. Look at Venezuela and Cuba. Yeah. You know, capitalism is the only economic system that ever created a middle class in the history of man. We should be guarding it jealously, jealously, for lack of a better way to say it. Um, my tongue is not doing very well with the jealous word. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, individualism, capitalism, Americanism, there's a reason why people want to come here. But we can't let them kill it by making our culture yeah. mirrors of their culture. We've got to guard against that. It's, it's sad, but it's true. And then, you know, that... Let's say that perhaps the weakest president we've ever had, you know, elected into office. We've had 
a few, you know, that were pretty bad and, you know, while they were in office. But here you have, you know, Biden, and supposedly if anything happens to him, giggles Kamalia, right? And I'm telling you, uh, how could she even, you know, stop laughing enough just to tell you, yeah, no, I'm really serious. Go ahead and push the button, you know. Uh, wow. You know, it's, we've uh, we've come to a point in time when when people are installed that the bureaucracy is so wide and so oh, yeah. deep, um, and and the handlers are so influential in what's happening. You could put <clears throat> you could put just about anybody in those positions, Chuck. And and the same behind the scenes players would be pulling the strings, and that's why I alluded to Valerie Jarrett and Eric Holder and Susan Rice and the same players from the Obama administration. They're the ones pulling the strings today. So who yeah. does it matter who's in the Oval Office? You can have somebody with cognitive decline like like Joe Biden. They just pull his puppet strings, and the agenda rolls on. There you go. All right, undergroundusa.com. Frank Savato, thank you very much, sir. I certainly appreciated this visit. We'll have to do it more frequently. I would love to, Chuck. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. All right. all right, stay safe. We're going to say something about Florida, but, you know, I talk about Florida all the time. All right, Frank Savato. Hey, coming up next, the one and only Joe Gazzardi. We'll be right back. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this.